Stallions. We've done that, Jack. We can't redo the jokes. Anyway. We're redoing everything else. <laughs> we are Peter's Frenemies. frenemies. And so are you, if you're, if you're listening. Yes. You are now a frenemy too. And it, the fact that you're still listening at episode nine makes you a toxic frenemy. You've leveled up. Congratulations. Or a best frenemy forever. A frenemy. Thank you for being a frenemy. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. No, you I'm don't. a golden girl. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've got golden <laughs> curls. See, I went from major to minor there. Very nice. Skills. Skills. It's jazz. Now we've also done that joke as well, so we're really kind of struggling oh, at episode nine. But let me do number a nine. Number nine. Okay. Let me just do a quick. Um, description of what our podcast is about. Go. If you were a first-time listener, uh, every month, kind of, we watch Peter's Friends, a 1992 film uh, directed by Sir Kenneth Branagh, uh, starring a whole host of people who we will talk about during this episode. And we ask ourselves the following four questions. What delighted us? What annoyed us? What surprised us? And then we have to make a case for who is Peter's real friend. Based on that viewing. That's the story. You know that already. No one's going to start in episode nine. <laughs> or maybe. You never know. You never know. Welcome. Welcome. To our new listeners. Welcome, welcome friend. <laughs> stay. Stay a while. <laughs> Come on in, traveller. <laughs> You've advanced immediately to level toxic frenemy. <laughs> All right. So let's go with the first question. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. What delighted me this time? Uh, watching Peter's Friends, the movie, that I've watched at least nine times now, I was delighted by a couple of things, as always. I have a couple of uh, honourable mentions. Um, so what will I pick as the main one? I'll pick the fact that when Carol, Kenneth Branagh's wife, does leave uh, and go back to America after a tiff, after they fall out, the departure scene between those two is actually quite well written and it's quite well performed. It has a little bit of hammy acting from her where she she cries like in a kind of a kind of way. It's a bit overdone. But other than that, it's actually measured. It's well measured. What they say to each other is it's actually a, a nice little bit of closure to their otherwise car crashy time together and car crashy relationship. So I was delighted by that. And I'll just do one of the honourable mentions. Uh, I was happy to see Madonna in the opening credits. And oh. a little shout out to Max. She's yeah. not well, you know. Also happens to be Madonna month at Pop Yoga. But that's a whole other story. I can't believe you just buzz marketed <laughs> Pop Yoga. Look it up, friends. No. Okay. All right. That's quiet. what, uh, back to you. Um, all right. Well, I had uh, an honourable mention and that was Peter's green velvet jacket that he's wearing on New Year's Eve 
It has very fetching cuffs. Did you see? It's got big cuffs. It's very nice. It's a little bit of. Um, it's got a nice color too. Yeah. Some nice buttons. It's a lovely color. Oh, it's is it double breasted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not in a Josh Lynham in West Wing. Yeah, or, or a Dave Letterman in the eighties. Or actually, Kenneth Branagh as Andrew. Kenneth in the, Branagh. The first evening. He's lost in that That's, suit. I know. It's, it's, he's like he's he's inside that suit with a map and a compass. Like where do how do I get out of here? I just kept waiting for him to start dancing like David Byrne and. <laughs> Stop making sense. Anyway, um, so that was my honourable mention, and then my delight is is when um, you know when they are going to sing the song, and Mary, played by Imelda Staunton, says, "I can't, I can't, I can't." Oh, all right. And there's just something so delightful about her delivery. Um, I always enjoy it, and it just really stood out to me this time. So that was my delight. Yeah, she plays that very well. She's like. She kind of, in, in a kind of a hammy, jokey way, or in a comedic way, she kind of goes, I can't, I can't, oh, well, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nicely played. All right, so then we go on to what annoyed you. Um, yes. Sarah, do you want to go first, or should I go first? I think that I would like you to go first. Wow. See what I did? Plot twist. Edge of seat. Was that skills? Yes. <laughs> skills. Anyway, um, I think that I, lots of things annoyed me. Um... Uh, honorable mention is Carol putting the meat in her napkin and then eating it and I was just like why is she doing that it doesn't make any sense I thought she was trying to you know like hide the food is but I she trying she's... to degrease it that's what she's and that's what I realized today and I just thought you idiot <laughs> anyway I just you like, idiot it just annoyed me um, eating so little and you're degreasing it with uh, your just, yeah. she is a Fool. Yeah, she's full. Um, it's during the the thing that really annoyed me this time, and I I really noticed something about this annoying moment when they're telling the story about how Peter confronts, you know, the story of the review where Peter confronts the crowd, and he says, you know, stop it or we'll go home, and then they, you know, because they've thrown a glass at him, and then it's like that's boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, and. Peter keeps doing the kind of reactions yeah. and no one's looking at him. I have been is... I have been annoyed, embarrassed and uh, irked by that oh. every time and I've never written it down. It's an audience of none for him and he's still going. And what's embarrassing, what's really awkward about it is he's he is do- really going for it. He is going for he's, it. He's acting out, he's miming what you would be like if, if ten glasses were thrown at you in a row. That's what he's acting at. And no one's looking at him do it. It's like if you ever if you've ever done a physical joke amongst friends and then noticed that nobody looked, I've done that and it makes your heart sink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was your annoy. That was my annoy. What was yours? Okay, for my annoy, I have to take us back in time to another film. Um a long time ago there was a film called The Wizard of Oz. What? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Ask me, was it colour black and white? Was it? Both. What? And in that film, there was a lion that could stand up on its hind legs, talk, walk around. But he was, he was this cowardly lion. And he could sing too. And his song in that movie, he, um, he sang, Fire would king would first. Not prince, not queen, not duke. He went on to sing more. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but what he did do is at one point in the song demonstrate how he would 
be brave and not cowardly anymore and how he would fight off the enemies of the kingdom mm. with a ruff and a gruff and a royal growl. And uh, I always loved it when I was a kid. Now, back to our current film. There is a noise, and you've guessed it, there is a noise that matches that noise very well, and it is what I'm now going to call Maggie's Cowardly Line Sex Noises. (laughs) Because when she finally gets it all, that's using risque language, getting it all, (laughs) when she gets it all uh, with woodchopping guy. Can um, can we just point out, did Brian not see Paul serving him wine... And driving him thought, there? Yeah, and driving him, and then he's calling And himself, get introduced when they arrived? Yeah, some wood chopping guy, mm, like yeah. Brian. That was going to be my annoy. Yeah. Uh, so when Maggie gets it all, wood chopping guy, uh, Brian, uh, oh no, Paul, Paul um, well, what can I say? There's not much more to say. She makes that noise three or four times as. <laughs> As part of her, as part of her ecstasy, her throes of ecstasy, and I find that, so sue me, I find that annoying. Okay. Okay. Next. All right. Now we're on to. I think we have to go to a corner. <gasps> Which corner are we going to go to, Derek? I'd like to go to the corner of corrections, aka Corrections, corrections Corner. corner. Now stop it. I don't want to have to tell you again. Stop it now. Sorry. It's it's leaking in here. Whoa, whoa. We need to get that roof fixed. <laughs> the roof, the roof. Corner. We're in a very strange house. Only the corners have roofs. But also we need to correct <laughs> the corner of Corrections Corner. It's a... Oh, okay. okay. Anyway. We, I have one. Do you have one? Uh, yes, I do. You first. I am, um, and I actually noted it as the episode was being recorded, and I wrote it down in my notebook, which was like for episode nine, correction. It isn't Hugh Grant, Sean. It's not (laughs) Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Laurie. Know your Hughes. Who's Sean? He was up for... our new listeners. For Tracy in Wisconsin. Yeah, Tracy in Wisconsin. Sean was the guest on our previous episode, episode eight. I suggest if you haven't listened to episode eight... Go back and listen to Sean make that mistake. Sean, our, our guest. He was Did, a great guest and a very positive guest. A wonderful guest. I miss Sean. I also know Sean. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that was a correction. He just did a misstep and, and he, used the, he used the name Hugh Grant. Uh, my correction is a correction pointed at my, my little old self. Oh. I did a bad thing. What did you do? Well... I had a, uh, I think it was a noy or a delight, no, I think it was a, a delight last time, or a surprise. I was surprised by the presence of a policeman's helmet yeah, in the room, and I was saying, it, I was so surprised, it doesn't make any sense, that wasn't part of the act, that is not part of any kind of fancy dress party they're at, and then I realised, watching it this time, they did actually do more than one performance that evening. They, they mention it, and behind them there are multiple costumes. They did more than one song. We're just programmed to think they only did one. And one of those songs probably involved a policeman. I think there were other policeman artifacts in that room. So okay. I did a bad, bad thing. Yeah, you should have known better than I'm that. I'm sorry. 
You'd be zombie if you want to. Um, all right. So is, is that all we have to correct? Let's leave. All right. Let's go out to the rest of the room that doesn't have a roof. No, it does have a roof. It doesn't have a leaky roof. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Now stop it. I don't have to tell you again. Stop it now. Sorry. And here we are, back in the main podcast. In the main foyer. It's nice and warm and toasty here. There's no leaks. It's true. In fact, it's a bit too warm. Mm, it is. I mean, I'm starting to schwitz. <laughs> what are you, Yiddish? Oh, no, you can't, people aren't I'm Yiddish. I'm They speak Yiddish. I'm what? Yiddish. You're my desk. I'm Yiddish. Oh, God. I thought you said, I'm Yiddish. I'm also know, you're Yiddish. Irish. I don't get what you're saying half the time. Um, okay. Surprise. Derek, do you want to go first? Yes, I have a, a surprise, and this is... Uh, I'll give an honourable mention first, mm. um, because two things, uh, one smaller. So the, the, the honourable mention is a small thing, and that is uh, I was surprised by looking at the very first scene that, you know, uh, Helen, is it? No, the housekeeper, sorry, Vera. Vera um, is in that room when they do that first performance. She's there, she says a couple of words, but she, I never noticed her. Uh, she's sort of present but not not much attention is brought to her so she was kind of like that have you seen that video online where people are playing basketball and a gorilla goes through the uh, and you never see it Uh, she's sort of the gorilla of that scene so that's a bit of a surprise but the main surprise I have takes us to the train station Mm -hmm. the train station that they arrive at to go to Peter's Old Marston train station they get there with their one train car, one carriage train, mm-hmm. and they get off and meet each other, even though they've been on the one carriage. And as they're getting greeted by Paul and getting ready to leave the station, there are other workers working at the station, baggage people. Mm-hmm. Behind them in the scene, on platform, there are two men, baggage handlers, looking like they're getting ready to work. And they have, beside them, a cart, like a big cart, with suitcases on it mm. more than one a few suitcases on the platform and I'm thinking who are they helping and then one meek little man does get on the train just one slender meek quiet man gets on the train behind all the other characters and we see that those baggage handlers start to start to you know hustle and I'm thinking they can't all belong to one man this is this doesn't work what are they doing there they're, they're not even t- talking they're just kind of staring into space right Mm. So I was surprised by the presence of these train workers. Okay, well, I, I think there is a side note there about the train itself, which is a single carriage, and that I'm assuming that it didn't, you know, if it's, it's what do they call regional train? I don't know, I can't remember what they call that in the UK. Mm. But it wouldn't have stopped that many places in London. And I'm you, assuming... You know what we call those kind of regional or, or rural heading trains in Ireland? What? If you're living in Dublin, we always call it the Beller. And it's because we all just always assumed that the train was going to Belfast. Because oh, where okay. I lived, I think the trains did go to Belfast, uh, passing by our home. So, oh, there goes a beller. And it was like, you, it became an adjective, like, he's belling it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so they, 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 I'm assuming that they got on at like, you know, one of the kind of hub train stations in London, like King's Cross or Paddington or um, Waterloo or whatever. But it's one carriage, and they didn't... Maggie and Sarah, who have known each other for years and years, 
didn't see each other until they arrived in Old Marsden. The other thing is that Maggie goes up to, um, to Sarah and goes, Sarah, it's me, Maggie. And, oh, and she goes, uh, I think she says, I've got, I wrote it down actually, you know, um, you look wonderful. Can we just point out that Maggie looks exactly the same? Mm. Like, you know, even though 10 years have ostensibly passed, she does look exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, she doesn't so. age much in that time. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't going to talk about that. Um, I just, yeah. I had written that, that down. That but... was going to be one of my annoys for, for a long time. Now it's used up. So yeah, I'm kind one, of glad One carriage train. On. We can we get can, past we it. We can move on. on. I just want to move on with on things. It's been so hard. I've been flying awake at night right, thinking so one carriage. <laughs> my actual surprise... Oh, there is another honourable mention, wow. which is Vera in that opening scene. She's peeling an apple really late at night. Like, what's she going to do with that apple? Oh, God. And, and then again... That is such, such bad propping and writing. They've obviously, they've had dessert and they're at the cigars and kind of... You know, she's having an apple. Well, she's peeling an apple, but for what? Maybe for herself, maybe for her son who hasn't eaten. She's making a bong. She's making an apple bomb. Yeah, okay, I can get behind that. Um, and then later, like when she's cooking dinner, she's putting pasta on very early in the afternoon. Like is her, this all honourable mentions? Her meal prep. Her meal prep <laughs> is, is akin to her towel, her towel organisation, her towel planning. I'm just saying that I don't think there is all that when it comes to housekeeping. But anyway... Um, I am going to say my surprise was... Wow, you've, tu- you've finally turned on the service workers. Yeah, okay, after... <laughs> you, you've called them Peter's best friends and now you're like, this woman can't do, it, can't do anything at the right time and can't do it right. I, I was all up the, up the workers, but now I'm like... <laughs> you've gone corporate. I'm literally up the workers. Okay, so um, the surprise, in that final scene where Peter makes his big confession, it's always bothered me that... Maggie, played by Emma Thompson, has that bit of hair in her mouth. And it's always made me feel a bit embarrassed for her because I'm like, oh, it's so terrible. They used the tape, uh, the take when she had a big chunk of hair in her mouth. Mm. Um, but then this is the first time in however many viewings that I've realised that she's deliberately sucking on her hair oh. at the beginning of that scene. She's like playing with her hair and sucking uh, on well, it. And it's actually stuck to yeah. her face, face the entire scene not just at that moment where i think emma thompson was doing thompson. the whole is it thompson it's thompson with no h it does have an h but why thompson we lived on we lived on thompson, thompson street thompson but street we, you never said thompson okay she's thompson <laughs> anyway i think emma thompson uh was uh, just doing one of her affectations because she does a lot of those like she flaps her arms like a penguin that's kind of maggie-ish she jumps up and down on the balls of her toes because that's very maggie-ish and i think she probably thought maggie would do this kind of nervous thing where she would eat her hair and she then committed to it and then it stuck to her face and inside she went no this is part of maggie (laughs) this is maggie i'm emma can't step in this is maggie now okay Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen. Maggie, 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 Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen. <laughs> Only you and I would probably get that, but that's yeah. fine. YouTube it, like, YouTube it, folks. This podcast is essentially for us anyway, let's face it. Like, no one's listening. The dog and the cat are here. Yeah, they are. They are here. Oh, our audience of two. Unlike Peter and his audience of none. Which brings us to that question. Who is? Peter's real friend. Look... 
this is not one of the questions. I, I do have an answer to that question, but I just have been thinking about... She's talking like a politician now. ...overall <coughs> themes of the film. And also... Well, where are you going? Look, I, I don't know. Come back. I come No, I'm over here now. I'm talking about this thing. Just let me talk it <laughs> okay. through. You want okay. to talk themes. It's actually not themes. It, actually, I was originally going to talk about it as a theme. The genre of Peter's Friends, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually a mystery. There are three key mysteries. I like this. Yeah? It's Branagh's first mystery movie. Yeah. Okay. First mystery. What the hell happened to Peter's mum? She is only mentioned in context of when my parents, now that my parents are both dead, but it's all about Peter's dad. Peter, this is your dad's house. This is your father's house. I think she was murdered and she's inside that stuffed bear. Possibly. Oh, she's the... It's the mummified child with the tinsel on it. Oh, my God, that child. That child. Anyway, so... Okay. What happened to Peter's mum? Mystery number two. What happened to Paul's dad? And you know there's that... that the, the car ride where Maggie's going, you know, it must be very hard to lose a parent. And Paul says, I guess. And I'm thinking, Paul lost his dad at some point. I mean, yes. maybe he's just misplaced him. But I'm like... Okay. What happened to Paul's dad? And then the third thing is where is Nicholas? So he's with his mom. No, his mom comes to pick uh, him up. Guys, Nicholas is the child of, of Brian, of Brian, who's, ha- who's having the extramarital affair. Tony Slattery. And Nicholas is ten or something. Yeah, anyway, um, his mom comes to pick up Brian. Yeah, but but Brian's on the fo- the phone call where he organises with the mum. Yeah. Of his wife, yeah, obviously to come and pick him up. Yeah, he is going. Oh, Nicholas, I'll see you next week. I'll take you to the zoo. I promise. I'll see you next week. He says that a number of times. Which then, means Nicholas is not with his mum. Yeah, but where is Nicholas? Where is he though? Where is he? Where is he though? Where is he? Oh my God. Yeah. So three mysteries. Are those three people in the same place? What? Peter's mum, Paul's dad, and Nicholas. They're in the, in the upside down. Which, which for most of our listeners means Australia. That's right. So, oh no, wait a minute. I don't know where our listeners are. Um, so, the upside down. Well, maybe. But, but also, you know that there's a welcome sign outside the house, but it's not on the side that they arrive. Who's that welcome sign for? Those three. If not for... <laughs> it's those three who are heading down to the dungeon. <laughs> the fungeon. It's a fun dungeon. That's what their Christmas is all about. And that's, that's, they're going for the fungeon and that's who all those cards are for. And all the Christmas trees. That was nothing for Peter. It was for those three, you know, slaves. Okay, but why would you keep them as slaves and then like, like shower them with Christmas decorations? Everybody likes happy slaves. Anyway. Okay, so anyway, that was not my answer. My answer well, is, back to I'll, the I'll question. keep it very brief. Back to the question. Who is Peter's real friend? Mickey Bacon. You've, you've done a Derek where you've picked a, an obscure character. Is this a person even a person? Yes, they are a person. Oh, a human. I actually think they're more of a person than anyone who's actually in the film. So Peter's real friend is not in the film. It is Mickey Bacon is the property manager. Think of that film and how many props are what in it. What do you mean? It. Of the like the crew? Yeah. Oh. Mickey Bacon. So this is good. You've turned to the credits list. Um, I'm looking for Peter's <laughs> friends. <laughs> I've, I've worked my Next way through the Next week it's the best boy. Yeah? 
yeah, and the next yeah. week so, it's going to be the gaffer. Yeah, yeah. key grip. <laughs> key grip. <laughs> the unit production manager. So like, he, the property manager had to deal with all the props. So many props. That, that it's a. Oh, very... sorry. Property or prop manager? No. Well, I think the prop, props are properties. Okay. Did you not know that? That's. No, I didn't grow up in the theatre. I did grow up in the theatre. Anyway, so yes, Mickey Bacon. I salute you and your work. Thank you. He sort of had to. If you look, think of all the acting performances on one side of the scale, and then all the props and property on the other side. Yeah. He had to do some heavy lifting there he because did. there wasn't much going on on the other side. Like he yeah. had to balance that out. Go, Mickey. Go, yeah, Mickey. Mickey Bacon. I, I'm getting to you know getting to the dregs. I have to go. To, I might have to go to the um, credits list as well. But I, I struggled a bit, and then it just hit me, who Peter's real friend is. Who is it? It's me. Oh, it was you all along. It was me all along. I'm I'm still watching. I'm still watching and I'm still looking out for that guy. And I think that <laughs> the next time I watch it, things are going to take a turn for Peter. He's going to see you and he's going to know. <gasps> Maybe at the beginning, you know, when he points and goes... You guys have arrived. He'll he'll come out of the screen like in Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah. And he'll come and talk to me and I'll go into the film. Guys, you got to listen next episode. Oh, it's gonna, stuff go is going to go down. Um, so I think it's me. And I, I can maybe go with the royal we or, or the actual we. We are Peter's friends. I am Peter's friend. I'm still here. I'm still trying. I'm doing my best. Can I also point out, though, that last night we got two-thirds of, of the way through the film and you're like... Yeah, well, we can just stop it now. And I'm like, but that's not the point of the podcast is we have to watch it. So I, I meant get... pause and finish tomorrow. I thought you meant. No, I'm done. no, no. Uh... Listeners, I would never uh, renege on our commitment, which is to watch Peter's Friends, the film. The whole film. The whole film. Nothing but the film. If I did that, then might as well just watch a clip on YouTube. It's, oh, yeah, we're done. That's an idea. And then we'll see the gorilla come through, <laughs> pass between all of the characters. The Irish gorilla? With a dead mom inside. <laughs> and maybe Nicholas. Maybe that, maybe that bear, that bear is mostly, mostly people. <laughs> maybe it's like the end of Midsummer. You know when he's like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> Mashup. It's, Ma- it's Midsummer's friends. Oh, it's Midsummer's friends. Anyway, on that delightful note... That bear thinks he's people. And, t- and he is. <laughs> I see missing bear people. I don't know why I said that. I see anyway. missing bear people. <laughs> I should write films. Anyway. And this is the first episode to get its own unique title. All right. Um, on that note, we will say goodbye. And we'll, we'll say see you next time on Peter's Frenemies. Uh, hang in there. Stay with us. We don't have that long to go. Two more, uh, three more. Three episodes. more, and uh, we promise some more guestage and uh, merchandise and a tour. <laughs> <laughs> but none of those things will relate to this and podcast. And free fairy bread. Fairy bread. Yeah, yeah fairy that, bread. that lovely sweet treat that hurts your teeth. Yes. Until then, mind, mind the, the gap. gap. <laughs> <laughs>